This isn't an entirely too creepy story, but it really had me freaked out. For context, I live in a university-owned dorm about a mile from the main campus, and they have a shuttle service that takes you to and from the campus and to this particular dorm. I'm 21 and female. I got together with my friend on Labor Day for a barbecue and had a little too much to drink. I was still pretty coherent, but it would be obvious to anyone that I wasn't totally with it. Around 10 p.m., my friend, also 21 and female, walked me to the shuttle and stopped and waited for me to get on until she headed back to her dorm. As I was on the shuttle, I couldn't shake this feeling that I was being watched. But there were only about four people on the shuttle, so I assumed I was just being paranoid, as well as drunk. However, that changed when I noticed a guy, 20-ish, sitting on the other side of the bus about two seats ahead of me, who kept looking at me. I was uncomfortable but ignored it because I would be home and in my dorm soon. The shuttle drops us off and we get into the elevator. Myself first and the guy second. I push the button to my floor and he looks but doesn't press a number which freaks me out. I'm still hoping for the best and tell myself he just lives on the same floor. Of course, the other two people on the elevator get off before myself and the guy and my dorm is the last room on the floor, furthest from the elevator. We both get off on my floor. I get off first, and I start walking. I look back and he's deadlocked on me. So I start to panic and walk faster, and so does he. Finally, I put my card out and practically sprint to my door as he began to sprint. I got in and slammed my door behind me and locked it. After giving myself a minute, I looked at the people and he is sitting across the hall from my door, just staring at my door. He did this for about 7-10 to 10 minutes before muttering something to himself and leaving. I ended up calling one of my male friends to come to my room and make sure he still wasn't lurking around in the hall somewhere. Again, not too entirely creepy or exciting, but definitely scary at night, alone. Hey, so I don't know if this is going to be all that creepy to you guys, but to me, it was pretty unsettling. I'm a 25-year-old female. I was out last Wednesday night with my friends till 2am. Now to add context, I live in the city, and all my friends just live outside of it, so I decided to head home by myself, as the rest of them had a lot further to go, and I didn't want to impede them any more than necessary. So we say our goodbyes and I head off home, which give or take is about 10 minutes away via walk. Now there's two roads I can go down. One is the main road and can still be quite busy at this time of night because it's got a couple kebab shops and a taxi rank, but my dumb self decided to head down the other road, which was a quiet residential road. So as I'm walking minding my own business, watching drunk people stumble past me, when suddenly, I'm completely by myself on this badly lit street. So I'm feeling a little anxious and pick up speed. Then I relax as I hear a car slightly behind me because slightly drunk me thinks that's a good thing. Wrong. The car pulls up next to me and the driver rolls down the window. Hey, nice night. What's your name? I just look at him and keep walking. This weirdo drives alongside me and repeatedly asks me for my name for at least a good minute and I try to ignore him and speed up 
but he just won't leave me alone. Eventually, I just say my name, and then he goes, That's a nice name. Have a good night, and speeds off into the darkness. Now I'm panicking, and I'm all but running home, constantly checking over my shoulder in case he decides to follow me. I got home safe, but nevertheless, I can't shake off how creepy he was, and how vulnerable I actually was. I would say that in the moment he did that, I immediately put my live location on for my friends to follow just in case, but still, never thought I could end up in that kind of situation. This was about two years ago, and I was the only one here for the later half. My girlfriend and her mother were all at the mall, shopping for her father's birthday which was coming up soon. I was with her brothers at their house. While walking about the mall, two creeps started talking to them. When they told them to go away, they didn't stop. They followed them and tried catcalling them. And when my girlfriend and her mother got to the car, they did the same thing and got in their own, tailing them relentlessly. It was during the ride home that she called me and I told her brothers about the situation. Now understandably, all three of us were very pissed and left the house. As my girlfriend and her mother pull up into the driveway, the two creeps parked down the road, take out their phones and presumably took down the address and then drove off before we could do anything. I went home, but was back at their house the same time the next day, and there they were, outside their house calling out to them. That was, until the dad, understandably pissed off, went out with his firearm and told them to book it in a very extreme way. Those two have been seen again and again, but the last time I saw them trying to approach her, I think I made it very clear that they were going to be reported to the police if they tried again. Last time I saw them was about two weeks ago, although I was alone then. Around 2007, I was getting my PhD at the University of Florida. I'm a female in my 30s. I lived in Gainesville in a condo that I owned by myself. I had a friend who was walking across the United States. We'll call him Captain. Captain decided to spend the winter at my house, so he got a mutual friend to drive him from Alabama, where he had lost stop walking, to my house in Gainesville. We had a pleasant Thanksgiving, and then the captain just kind of chilled at my house for the next several months. It wasn't too big of a deal, because I mostly stayed at my boyfriend's house, but it was a little bit much. When it was time for him to get back to walking, he asked me if I would drive him back to the same exact location he had left in Alabama. Looking forward to having my house back, I agreed to drive him one day when I was out of school. I don't remember what route we took or where it was, but I remember the drive wasn't that long, relatively speaking. It seems like it should have been, but I'll guess it was about a five or six hour. I dropped him off in the early evening and headed back to Florida. This meant driving all night by myself in an unknown part of the country. Conveniently, the GPS technology that we had at the time gave me an extremely backwards route back to Florida. To get where I had dropped off Captain, we stayed on the freeway for most of the time, and then it was about 10 miles off the freeway. Well, Google Maps or whatever app I was using decided that the faster way was to take me through all these back roads 
through the Alabama backcountry. Serious deliverance vibes. So I'm already a little freaked out and occasionally checking in with my boyfriend to let him know where I am. I've driven at night alone tons, but my history with the respect to strangers has made me hypervigilant. At some point, I became aware of this car behind me. I didn't assume that anything was weird until the car stayed with me for several miles. Again, I shoved it off as maybe Google Maps giving them the same weird route, but because I was paying attention to the car behind me, I didn't notice when I pulled through some small town that I was taking a left at the wrong intersection. There were two intersections very close together and I was accidentally in the left lane to turn left at the intersection right before the one I was supposed to turn at. No biggie, I figured. It's like 2 in the morning, so when the light changed, I just drove straight through the intersection and took the left at the next intersection. The car behind me did the same thing. I realized at that point that I was definitely being followed. I immediately called my boyfriend and asked him to look up the non-emergency police number for the area I was in. I tried to give him my nearest location, but like any dude who has never been a victim of any kind of assault, he thought I was overreacting. He was in the middle of something and therefore he didn't look up the number for me. In retrospect, I should have absolutely called 911, but I didn't want to make a big deal out of something that could have been nothing. But nothing was quickly becoming something indeed because I had been on the back roads in Alabama without a gas station for a long time and my car was in need of gas. That meant I would have to exit the vehicle at a gas station that was probably not well manned at this time of night by myself. I was low-key freaking out. It didn't help that I couldn't see the driver in the car behind me. It was dark and the car had dark tinted windows. Also, Alabama backwood roads are pretty damn dark. I kept looking in the rearview mirror, but I couldn't get a glimpse of the driver. I honestly couldn't figure out why this person targeted me, and at first I left it off to some kind of southern football vendetta. I had a UF license plate frame, go Gators, and was trying to convince myself that this person was just trying to scare me because I liked one of our rival schools. Given that I'm a tall woman, it would have been difficult to identify that I was a woman in the car. But either way, this person was clearly following me. And given that I had to stop my car, I was feeling increasingly at risk. Finally, my woods route took me to a relatively larger metropolitan area. I was finally on a street with streetlights and businesses were still lit up. I started to feel safer, but still had to stop for gas. I had already made a plan as far as that was concerned, but I wanted this guy behind me to know that I was onto him. So at the first intersection that was well lit, I turned fully around in my car and stared at him while pretending to talk on the phone. I did this for the entire time the light was red. I wanted it to look like I was describing the car and its features to whoever was on the phone. Not long after this, I found a gas station that was well lit up. I was driving on fumes and praying that I wouldn't run out of gas in the backwoods of Alabama. I pulled into the gas station so that my driver's side door was adjacent to the door of the gas station. I jumped out and ran inside. I let the attendant know that I was being followed. He walked out from behind the counter and walked to the window and said no one was out there. I was sure that the car had been behind me when I pulled into the gas station, but seeing that I ran inside, they must have driven off. 
I still have no idea what this guy's intention was, but he followed me for easily an hour and a half, like a hundred miles. It felt predatory as hell. Thankfully, I was able to gas up my car under the watchful eye of the gas station attendant and the attendant told me the quickest way to the freeway. My trip was uneventful after that, but I was still shaking and thoroughly pissed off at my boyfriend for not taking me seriously. Stay safe out there. I'm a relatively small 19 year old girl just a few hours ago, I was on my way home, leaving the train station near where I live. It was already dark outside and not too many people were around. Normally that wouldn't creep me out, because this area is quite peaceful, but today someone followed me for a good 5 minutes. So right after I left the train station, I noticed this young man walking in my direction. I thought he was headed towards the trains and didn't pay it any mind. I lit up my cigarette and went on my way, somewhat weary because I thought I heard footsteps behind me. But because I was wearing solid boots, my steps were too loud to make out anything really. Also, I did just walk away from a train and towards a big street, so it's not unusual that people headed in the same direction. After quite some time, I heard a soft, excuse me, behind me. Then it got a bit louder, excuse me. I turned around to see the same dude that went into the opposite direction at the station. He's walking behind me, slowly getting closer and stops about a meter away from me, still tall enough to tower over me. I'm frozen in place, grabbing my umbrella a bit tighter, making myself look as big and confident as I can as he breaks his silence with the most ridiculous question. Do you have a boyfriend? Uh, no, but now that you ask, yes. He kind of stands there for a second, then turns around and walks away. I was scared shitless at that moment. On the rest of the way home, I turned around three or four times because I did not want him to follow me and know where I lived. I eventually got home safe and nothing happened to me. I don't know, maybe he just wanted to ask if I was single and maybe he had my number. But dude, it's freaking dark outside and you followed me for quite some time. No, just no. That's fucking creepy as hell. Don't be like this guy, please. Just don't. Yesterday, I popped into a Tesco in my town as I was making spagbell and realized I had no onions. Usually I wear a mask, but my nephew had left his teeny chocolate handprints on my white mask, so it was in the washing machine. When I was literally grabbing onions and paying with a card, masks are no longer required here. I'm just paranoid as I live with someone high risk. As I walk in, a guy who's probably a little shorter than me also walks in at the same time. He smiles and says hi to me. I'm a smiley person and will be friendly to anyone, so I say hi back and smile and walk on. He goes down the crisps and chocolate aisle and I head to the meals and veggies. Out of the corner of my eye, I can see his head follow me as I walk past. I know I'm a pretty girl, but I'm also relatively large, and while I do get attention from men, not usually so full on watching me kind of thing. I thought nothing of it at this time. It was a little flattering. So I got my onions and walked to the till. The man stood directly in front of me, 
no issues until he turned around and smiled at me. I smiled back and looked away. I kid you not guys, he starts doing lunges, like actual lunges in front of me, then stretching his leg behind his back and twisting his torso to look back at me. I am pretty uncomfortable at this point, so I'm avidly reading the wine rack. There's this wine called beefsteak wine, and I'm super confused as to why it's called that. I don't drink. Is it beef flavored wine? Is it made for beef and steak preparings? God hope me it's the latter. All while this guy is still lunching and twisting and trying to smile at me. Finally, the old deer in front has all her stuff in her granny trolley and shuffles off. The man in front buys his cigarettes and chocolate bar and goes and stands by the front door. I'm feeling super uncomfortable at this point because he's literally staring at me while I'm buying my onions. I pay and go for the door, again avoiding eye contact and just acting like I was in my own little world, but he doesn't seem to take the hint. He stops me at the door. He says, Hi, I'm John Smith. Can I get your number? I deadpan just say no and start walking to my car. Not sure what happened next, but a second later, an older gentleman with his West Highland Terrier has stepped in between us and said, The girl said no, leave her be. I thank the old man, avoiding the other guy's eyes, and go to my car. He ran to his van and gets in and waits. I just had a bad feeling at this point, so I drive out of the car park and go the opposite way of my house. Thinking back, it was probably a really stupid move of mine because I drove in the direction of nowhere. Like, the next town is 30 miles in the direction I drove, with tons of small villages in between, the nearest being 9 miles away. Like I said, not smart. And just as my instinct said he would, he starts to follow me. He's in a white van, and I'm in a little car, so the windy roads and random side lanes did come in handy. I ended up driving 17 miles out of my way, in a giant semicircle to get home. He followed me for at least eight of them before he lost me, going up a large bendy hill that opens onto a blind crossroad. Just to ensure I wasn't being paranoid, I had taken turns that made no sense and pretty much done a circle before driving onwards. It started out as a semi-flattering thing in the supermarket and it turned into me nearly killing us both, speeding around tight corners, scared to stop. I honestly don't understand the entitlement of people that think this behavior is acceptable. I do have his number plate. I'm probably going to report him to the police to be honest. I have the entire thing on dash cam. Edit. I did report this to the police this afternoon. Second update. Today I have an unfortunate and pretty terrifying update from my perspective. When I called the police, they basically said they would look into things. But since he can argue that he was just driving, they most likely can't do much beyond telling him not to come near me again. That night, I got a call from a police officer from a city 20 miles away from my town. She said she couldn't give me a lot of details, but she said the guy that followed me is currently going through criminal proceedings for doing something similar to another girl. She wanted my consent to pass on my details to a lawyer. I honestly didn't know how to react or what to think but of course I said yes. Today I got a call from the lawyer. I did not get a huge amount of details, but basically she told me that the same man who I had my encounter with had stalked another young woman and he had attempted to abduct her. 
I have no more details beyond this, but she said that my encounter was very similar in nature and it was caught on camera. Providing my account could collaborate with the victim and the attempted abduction account and provide a narrative of what this guy's MO is. I gave her my statement. She has the video footage that was passed on by the police officer I spoke with from the city 20 miles away. Her team will be looking into my encounter as a part of a larger investigation. So I very well may make another update in the future. But for now, I know it's not a lot of information, but it was still pretty terrifying to be told. The guy that followed me from the supermarket actually tried, and who knows, maybe even succeeded in abducting women before. This happened during my first year at community college, and I always drove this crappy 1996 Toyota Corolla to my classes. This car was barely holding itself together, and I had to replace the part that broke at least once a month. At 60 miles per hour, the whole car would start to vibrate. But I lived 10 minutes away from my campus and my job, so it got me where I needed to go. One day, I got back from one of my classes, and I noticed someone had broken into my car and misplaced all my possessions. My registration card, homework, tire gauge, and various objects had been thrown under my seat or stuffed in weird places. The rearview mirror had been turned completely vertical. Nothing had been stolen, which I thought was really weird, but also glad because I thought whoever did this was just doing it for a laugh or trying to mess with me. I started parking on the complete opposite side of the campus, but it happened again with the same situation. Everything in my car was just thrown around and nothing was stolen. The first time this happened, I was returning to my car from class and saw streamers and confetti all across my windshield. There were pieces of construction paper placed on my windshield wipers that said in all caps, we're always watching you with a winky face. Now this started to really freak me out. At first, I thought it might be one of my friends playing a prank on me, so I asked all of them over the next few days if they had been breaking into my car and messing around with my stuff. However, none of them knew what I was talking about. I know how my friends are too. I know if I would have asked them about this and they were indeed the culprit, they would have broken into laughter saying, dude, we totally got you. None of them knew what I was talking about though. I told him that if it was really one of them, that they needed to let me know. Because if it was a stranger, I was going to have to get campus security involved. I never felt the need to get them involved any sooner because none of my possessions had been stolen and this felt more like a practical joke. Things started to get really weird with the confetti, streamers, and note though. A few weeks passed and the pranks had stopped, much to my relief. I thought that this probably had to be a stranger pulling pranks on me until one night I was leaving campus after getting out of my night class. I was driving down the highway that I always took to get to my neighborhood and noticed I was being tailgated harder than I've ever been tailgated in my entire life. This truck came out of nowhere and was blasting the high beams and seemed to be a foot away from the back of my car. I was immediately freaked out and thought, to hell with the law and booked it to my house, going 90 miles per hour down the highway. The road was pretty clear and there were no cops, and they luckily lost their tail. The following week, the same situation occurred, leaving my night class and this truck encountering me on the highway and blasting their high beams. I was so sick of the pranks, the stalking, and all this nonsense. 
I had finally had it with whoever was doing all the stupid crap, so I legit slowed down to 10 miles per hour just to annoy them. I didn't care that all the other cars on the road were honking and giving me the finger for going so damn slow on the highway that had a speed limit of 65. I really wanted to give whoever the hell this was a taste of their own medicine. No joke, they followed me going 10 miles per hour for what felt like 10 minutes. I couldn't figure out what this person was getting out of this situation, but after 10 minutes I swerved into the next lane and sped off in the distance, having finally gotten sick of my own little prank. After this, my car was never messed with again, and I believe I may have encountered them only one more time on that same highway. I began to drop below 30 miles per hour and they immediately swerved into the other lane just like they had the last time. Then finally all of a sudden, all the stalking and pranks had finally stopped. I eventually moved out of my old town so I could attend the university I was transferring to. I even traded in my old Corolla for a Honda Civic in much better condition and with a different license plate. To this day, I don't know who these people were or what they wanted from me. It could have all been harmless, but the fact that I was being followed on my way home from campus made me feel like these people wanted something more from me. If I had let them follow me to my home, I have no idea what would have happened. I know I should have gone to campus security or the police about the situation, but after the stalking stopped and I moved away, I forgot about it for a while. Maybe it all was really just a harmless prank but there's no way I could be completely certain, making this an extremely creepy experience for me. This happened a long time ago. I don't exactly remember when, but it was sometime when I was around eight years old. I'm 20 now. My dad worked overseas most of the time, so it was just usually me, my mom, and my late older brother who passed away some years ago at our house. She was just a typical office worker, and whenever it was the end of the month, she tended to go home much later since they were competing overall sales for the month. She doesn't know how to drive even though we had a car, cause she never had the time to learn. My dad tried teaching her before, but they just ended up arguing about it. Also, it was very hard to find parking space near her office since there wasn't a parking lot there, and usually cars were always parked alongside the road by the time she arrived to her office. One night, at the end of the month, she ended up leaving her office around 1 a.m. Where I live, we usually rode on tricycles for transport, and she got on one and proceeded to tell them where she was headed to. On the way there, the tricycle stopped for another passenger. A man gets in, so basically my mom ended up being stuck in the inner part of the tricycle between the guy and the driver. My mom felt like the guy was trying to scooch closer to her. She felt very uncomfortable since she also felt him eyeing her legs. After some time, at some point, she couldn't take it anymore. Luckily on the way home, there's a police station along the way, so she decided to get off there when they passed through it to find another tricycle ride home. She managed to find one and got home safe. If only the night ended there. Unfortunately, a little while later, me and my brother were both asleep on the bed and my mom was changing her clothes and washing up. She felt a breeze and when she turned around and looked at the curtains, she saw the same exact guy who rode with her earlier, standing just outside the window, watching her intently. Somehow he managed to follow her to our house. He climbed the fence in the backyard and slid the window open. 
His hand was also inside, pushing the curtains aside to have a better look at her. Luckily, the windows at our house had thick metal bars, so he couldn't just enter if he had broken the glass. But it was still terrifying seeing a random guy standing there, nonetheless. She screamed loudly and me and my brother were both woken because she was snatching us from the bed. My mom was terrified since the bed was near the window, meaning me and my bro were pretty much in reach. She was throwing stuff out the window while running into the living room, screaming bloody murder, asking help from our neighbors. Unfortunately, he got away. After that, she squeezed in some time to learn how to drive properly and has been going to and from work in a car ever since, even if she had to get up earlier to get a parking space. She also had a hard time sleeping for a while because she was paranoid. She had all her fences made higher and put some barbed wire along the top to make it harder to climb. She ended up asking some of the other family members to stay over for a bit since she was scared of us three being alone. She considered filing a report, but she didn't have much info on her about either of them, sadly. Thankfully, nothing more happened after that. I wish I could tell you that we moved since then, but no. We're still living here since we can't really afford to move. Years later, we ended up talking about it when I recalled that night and asked her what happened. She mentioned how she found the driver suspicious too, since he literally refused to let her down at the police station and insisted on bringing her all the way home, but my mom refused to back down and she got out. I may not have been aware of what happened that night, but my mom's desperate screams linger in my mind. It hurts to listen to it, and I never want to hear it again. I hope she never has to go through something like that again. This happened a few years ago. This was a time in late August when there was a high chance of seeing fallen stars. Me and some of my friends, we were 18, decided to go one night and watch. In the end, it was only four of us. Nicole borrowed her father's car. It was one of those that had a big open back space, the type that could be used to deliver furniture and such. So we could just sit in the open back space and watch the sky from there. Pat ordered some pizzas and brought some wine and cola with her. She's the type that likes to chill like that. And the fourth person is Flower, who I consider the hero of this story. So we decided to go out to the field next to the city because we can see the stars better if there's no streetlights. Apart from the dirt road, there were a lot of bushes around, so we were happy that we didn't have to sit on the ground in the dark. When we were sitting out there, we noticed we could hear faint music in the distance. At that time, there were a lot of small city festivals where people played live music, so we didn't really think too much of it. It was around 11pm. We ate some pizza and drank some wine. Of course, Nicole only drank cola. She was the driver. At this point, we spent two hours out there. Pat was getting a little tipsy, and we were starting to get loud, laughing and enjoying our summer. I remember Pat was telling us one of her jokes, and we were all laughing when I glanced over to Flower, and in the faint light of her phone, I saw that she wasn't laughing. She seemed bothered by something. What's wrong, Flower? I asked her while the other two were still giggling. Nothing, it just... doesn't this music sound like it's a recording to you? This was the point when we all froze and stayed quiet. And she was right, the music we heard before that we had forgot about within the two hours we spent there. Sounded like a recording. Doesn't it sound like it's getting closer? Nicole whispered. 
and it did get more and more louder. This was the point where we decided to get out of there. We didn't even climb downward from the car's back area to get in the car. Nicole just jumped down and ran to the other door. She started the car within seconds. This time, the music became very loud as we drove off and we saw three men running out of the bushes. One of them had their phone glowing. We assumed it was where the music was coming from. As we reached the side of the city, Nicole stopped. We jumped off and got into the car. After that, she took us all home. We didn't talk much about it. I think we all felt foolish about the situation. To this day, I'm very grateful that Flower has such sensitive hearing and Nicole acted so quickly. As for the three men, we don't know who they were, why they were hiding in the bushes for hours, and why they were playing music in the middle of nowhere. Why didn't they come out sooner if they wanted something? That's what I always wondered. Then an idea hit me and it gives me chills. In the safety of thinking we were alone, we were speaking loudly in the field. We mentioned that we were sad that others couldn't come, and we also mentioned the wine sometimes. What if these guys were just waiting for us to get drunk? This happened many years ago around Christmas time. I ran to Kmart. Told you it was a long time ago because I'm pretty sure that Kmart isn't even around anymore. I was grabbing some decorations for the tree and decided to Christmas shop a little. I had my youngest son with me in a stroller and was taking my time since my husband had our other two boys with him. I was in the kids shoe department and I noticed a man looking at shoes. He was kind of disturbing and loud because he kept pulling boxes out and pushing them back in. I quietly walk away. The next apartment I go to, I noticed that he appeared a few moments later. This just kept happening and I was starting to get a gut feeling, but thought I was being crazy. I was a young mom, only 24, young and naive. I ended up going to the toy section to look for some gifts that my boys were asking for. That's when I noticed that he was circling the aisle. He went past the end, staring at me from one end. Then a moment later, he would pass the other. I hurried out of the aisle and found the first employee I could. I went up to her and started crying, telling her that this man, she saw him pass the aisle because he was still doing it and told her he was following me. She called security and he quickly exited the store. They walked me over to my car and I went home and told my husband the story. We called the police and an officer came to my house to take down the info. He said I was lucky because they were probably after me or my baby and would have made a move when I left. I still needed the Christmas tree items that I originally went for, so my husband went to Walmart with me. Almost immediately I saw the man again. He was on the prowl for someone else. My husband grabbed a security guard and they chased him. The guy saw me, so he knew what was going on and ran. Since it was Christmas time in the busy Walmart, he got away. Always trust your gut and be aware of your surroundings. It's been 20 years and I still think about that frightening man and what could have happened. Hi, this is my first post, so I'll do my best to make this sound interesting. This happened to me in the summer of 2015. I was dating a guy who lived in the city, and I was living at home at the time, in the suburbs. Neither of us had a car, 
and since I lived at home with my bedroom right next to my grandma's, I always went to him. I'd take the subway to his place every week and stay there for a couple days if I had off from work. To get to his apartment, it required taking two trains. One day I was headed to see him. It was super hot out and I was wearing a skirt with straps, a crop top, and knee-high socks. Hey, I wanted to look cute. I guess I feel this is important as I probably stood out in this outfit and unfortunately I probably should have been more careful about what I was wearing, which sucks. Anyway, I'm on the first train and after a few stops I notice a man get on. I kind of couldn't not notice him as he chose to stand right in front of where I was sitting and stare at me rather than taking an empty seat. It made me feel weird. The man in general gave me very creepy vibes. He was probably in his 40s, looked unkempt, but otherwise just a basic looking white dude whose face I couldn't even picture now. So I get off at the last stop and head through the station to get where I need to go to catch a second train. I noticed this guy's following me, which at first I figured was not a big deal. He could have just been going to the same place. So to get to the platform I needed to be, you have to go up some stairs and I realize he's right behind me. I decided to turn around and go up a different platform, which happened to be packed with people, thinking that if he follows me this is bad, but I could lose him in the crowd. He follows me and I try to duck out of view before going back to the actual platform I needed to be on. I get there and for a few minutes I feel better, until I see him again. He must have known I would be there as I was about to go up there and then turn around. Plus it was the only other platform and most likely he saw me the whole time. There weren't too many people waiting compared to the other side, but a few trains came that were full, so I didn't bother to try to get on, and neither did he. The whole time I was texting my boyfriend, who was not taking me seriously at all. I asked him to at least meet me at the station when I got to the stop by his apartment, a five minute walk. He was being reluctant, but agreed finally. At this point, I'm still waiting for the train. One comes that's very full, but I'm getting restless, and when I get to a safe place, I squeeze on, and so does the man right next to me, his arm all over me. I decide that even with all these people around, I'm not safe, so right before the doors close, I hop out of the train. The train leaves with this guy staring at me as it pulled away. I waited a few more trains to come and go, worried that the guy would be waiting for me at the next stop or something. I got on a train finally, paying attention to everyone who got on at each stop. He never did and I made it to my stop and was greeted by my boyfriend who seemed put out by having to walk over. He is now an ex-boyfriend and generally kind of shitty. I'm really proud of myself for getting off that train at the last second. I don't know how much danger I was in but I know this man was following me and it definitely wasn't for any wholesome reasons. Despite being in public I feel like if he tried anything no one would have done shit and I'm a very small and not strong person. I want to start by saying that I'm not actually sure if I should be scared about what happened, but anyway, I am. And all of this happened a few hours ago, and I can't shake the feeling that I was in danger off of me. I usually walk my dog around midnight or half past midnight, I like the fact that I'm alone and I'm allowed to take off my mask. 
Sometimes my mom comes with me, sometimes my mom goes alone, or sometimes I go alone. However, it's me most of the time alone. If a car drives by me, I just make sure that they don't stop, and that's that. Not gonna lie, I've had bad scares, but it's mostly because it's dark and I'm a woman. But I tell myself to calm down, not everyone is bad, or why would they do it to me? Well tonight I walk my dog alone, and when I was walking the way back to the house, my dog stops and I thought she wanted to do something. A car drives by, and even though there's nothing weird about the car, I just kept an eye on it. The road is a one way, and yes, it had to pass where I live, but it stopped right in front of the portal. I got a weird sensation in my stomach and decided not to walk on that side of the sidewalk closest to where they were parked. I walked the opposite direction of where they were and my house, but my dog wanted to go back home, so we turned around. Suddenly, my mom started calling me, asking me where I was. She was in the same area that I was, but on the other sidewalk. She crossed the road, and I saw the car was no longer in front of my house, which for some reason didn't sit well with me. Then I calmed down because there was a similar car parked a bit behind where I had seen the other. My mom told me that the car that parked in front of the house had two men inside, and they started driving really slowly when she came out. The driver looked directly at her and said, Oh, there goes the bodyguard, and then drove off. Now, I try not to get scared because at first I thought that they were just talking to each other and my mom overheard a part of the conversation and she was overthinking it. But then I realized that the man was looking at her and the fact that they drove away with no reason. Maybe I'm just being dramatic or crazy over nothing, but he looked at my mom while saying that. I can't stop thinking if they knew who my mom was and why she was on the street at that time. I could think of two situations. Someone who lives closer knows us and has seen my late walking routine. Or someone who has been driving around enough times to know who you are and your late night walking routine. Either situation, I don't like them one bit. I just want to walk my dog alone with no problems. The other weird thing that happened is a few minutes after they left, a neighbor walked out and said hi to my mom and me. And we said hi back and he said, Bye Ashley, louder than his first hi. Now I know I'm overthinking this, but I see no reason to say hi to both of us and then give a bye only to me. But this is a guy who has been asking me out since 2015 and has always gotten a no in response, and he never stopped. This past year he started asking for hugs and even kisses. Lucky me, I have a global situation on my part that I used as an excuse along with saying no. At first, I did not mind him asking me out but I've become uncomfortable with the fact that he doesn't take no for an answer and keeps asking and asking, thinking that being persistent is gonna get him somewhere. What made me get weary of him is the last time I told him no, I could see the anger in his face. I was inside a lift and he took a few seconds to move so the doors wouldn't close and was just looking at me. Suddenly he smiled and took a step back and I was left asking myself, what? I've known this guy for 20 years and he's never looked at me like that. Also, I wanted to add that I live in the worst part of the city, but 20 years of living here, I'm used to the neighbors selling drugs, people coming to buy them, shouting at 5am, but I never felt scared till recently with this neighbor, and tonight with whatever was with those two men in the car. I still don't understand why they were looking at my mom while saying that. I'm trying to tell myself that I'm exaggerating here, but can't shake this odd feeling. 
A part of me wants to keep on walking at midnight just to see if it happens again. But then, I don't want to challenge my luck here. I went for a run to the park, and I took a lap around the park. I was going to go to the restroom after I finished my one lap. This dude passed me on my way to the bathroom. As soon as I passed him, he turned around and followed me into the restroom. I saw him and I thought, hell no, and just passed the bathroom and didn't go inside. Then I walked in the direction to take another lap, and he terminator stared me down, walking right at me. Again I thought, hell no, so I turned around to take a lap the opposite way. He followed me. Again I turned around to run the opposite way. He followed me. And two more times he did this. After the last time, he went to go get something from his truck. The truck had a camper in the back, and it looked like he pulled out a knife or something. So I booked it and started sprinting. He finally actually started walking the whole lap and following me. I called my mom to pick me up, and she came in three minutes. But when she picked me up and we went back to look for his car, he had left. Mind you, I'm 17. Pretty burly dude. I'm 5'8", 165. It was about 6.30 and the park was completely full of people. I was shitting bricks and this only happened an hour ago, so I'm still scared of shit. What do you guys think? Because as a guy, I didn't think this would ever happen, especially not at my age. I'm a grown fucker. Shitting bricks, I need some kind of weapon because I'm going to be paranoid for the rest of my life. For a little context, I live in a town where nothing ever happens. My 19-year-old sister and I, a 17-year-old female, were spending the night at a nearby city in her boyfriend's apartment. I had a bottle of wine with me that I got in for a birthday gift, and she had a couple of ciders. Note, the legal drinking age in my country is 18, but pretty much everyone drinks before that. She had been drinking for years and could handle herself. We had a day of shopping, food, movies, etc. And in the evening, we had some drinks. Eventually, we went out when it was already dark because she wanted food. We were walking for about two to three miles next to a two-lane road that has cars going by every now and then. We were just having fun talking and enjoying the night air as the city was on a smaller side and we didn't feel like we would have to be afraid of being out after dark. This country is generally pretty safe for women. Well, at some point, my sister and I grew quiet as we noticed an old car come from behind us and slowed down when they got to our side. Luckily, they were on the third lane from us, so it's not like they could just grab us or anything. It was very creepy nonetheless, because there was nothing ahead of him for him to slow down like that. It was clear that he slowed down to slowly drive his car at our pace. I just looked forward to try to make him lose interest, but my sister kept glancing at the car and whispered to me that it was a middle-aged man and he was trying to wave to us. I switched sides with her so that she would be hidden from the guy and told her to ignore him so that he'll lose interest. She was pretty shaken up about it all. The car followed us for a little longer and I was eyeing the roads and the buildings to our left just in case we needed to run. But then the guy just started speeding off we kept glancing over our shoulders for a while, but didn't see him again that night. 
It might not be that creepy compared to what could have happened, but to us it was. Of course, there's always these old drunks walking around, whistling at girls, but this is the first time I felt scared because of something like that. 